Hello and welcome to Chat Cave Podcast, where we walk you through scene by... Oh, wait, no. Sorry, already fucked up here, guys. Uh, for, for change, we're not actually going to walk you through a movie scene by scene and review the movie and just destroy each other insults-wise. Today, we're still going to do that, by the way. We're not going to take away the insults. Today, we're actually going to do what we said we were going to do fucking weeks ago, back in the Assassin's Creed podcast, and that is caught with ideas that Netflix could use. Well, what we'd like them to use. I should say, not like gonna use. If they use them, we're gonna cry because they stole our ideas. If you do uh, want to use them, contact us so we can you can give us money. Thank yeah, you. basically, exactly that. So I'm your host, Ranking Thomas Hughes. Hi, I'm Hayden. I'm the better one here because I've got the better brain, big brain. I've got the better show though. Uh, we're back with a uh, mini garlic bucket, aka James. I'm back out of cryo. He's come back for this one because we said we were gonna do it, so we're gonna do it. So we're gonna whoa. talk about Dora. This is going to be. Joe, we're gonna do it. This is going to be interesting. Obviously, it's our first non-movie breakdown podcast, so I'm looking forward to this. See how this goes. And obviously, if this goes well and you like this, hopefully we'll do some more. And if there's anything you want us to discuss, just fucking let us know, and we'll try and discuss. And it's not Dora related, or else I'll cry. It will be. It'll be Dora related. We'll be playing <laughs> Dora too. It'll be great. <laughs> Well, we could do. We could... <laughs> Just for you, we could do a planned door or two. But yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about what we'd like to see for Netflix Assassin's Creed whenever that decides to come out. I'm assuming it'll be a couple of years down the line. Probably. Yeah. Um, it, it took a while for Witcher. Yeah, I reckon it'll probably be about 2023, 2024, something like that. Fingers yeah. crossed 2022, but who knows. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to kick this off with my idea. So, my idea will span across three series. Obviously, if you want to continue after that, you can fucking continue after that. I don't give a shit. But my story starts and ends with these three. And just for you, hey, they don't want to let you know here, a little secret. My main yeah. protagonist, both out of Animus and in Animus, is female. Oh. I didn't go so, with a male. Same in my first one. I didn't go with a male. Remember, like, it I'm can't a sh- be played by a man. It has to be played by a woman. <laughs> but I wanted Eddie Redmayne to play him. Mm. I wanted Eddie Redmayne to play her like uh, he did uh, in that film. What was that film he did? That's, that's illegal now. What was that, what's that film he did? The film he did when he played like a transgender character. Uh... Or well, he, he dressed a lot as a woman. I can't remember what, what it was called. What was the guy's name again? Eddie Redmayne. The guy from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, right, yes. It did a film where it was like, transgender. Yeah, come on, Google. You're only here for that. Oh, you've, got, yeah. you've got no oh, ideas. Yeah, for his name. You've got no ideas. <laughs> you can tell by the, the poster, because he's got sort of womanish hair in the poster. Mm. I can't remember, but basically, oh, I want him. <laughs> nah, jokes. <laughs> I don't know who I want. I, I didn't really think of mapping down actors, actresses, you name it. I just, story, that was me done. I had uh, no idea. The Danish mine. girl. It might have been that, yes. I think it was that. Uh, where he plays Lily. Yes, I believe it was that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't really uh, thought A fictionist love story loosely inspired by the lives of Danish artists Lily Elby and Gerda Wegner. Uh, Lily and Gerda's marriage and work evolve as they navigate Lily's groundbreaking journey as a transgender pioneer. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, James. Thank you, Go- thank you, Google. Actually, I better not. I better not say Google. My phone won't pick it up. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want another crappy joke again. There was, oh, God. There was my input. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Yeah, I haven't really yeah. mapped out actresses, actors, actors, whatnot. I could, but, you know, this is just, I'm just here for the plot and whatnot. So, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, first series of focus, obviously, on a female assassin trying to find uh, a piece of Eden. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to kill a few Templars along the way. Obviously. And the first series out of Animus will focus on like her flashbacks to when she was part of the Assassins because my story actually doesn't take place with either Assassin or Templar. Oh. It takes place around a rogue group of mixture of Assassins and Templars. So it's Assassins that basically left the Creed because they believe the Creed's wrong, but they also don't believe in the Templars. And it's also a group oh. of basically former Templars who basically think the same thing, but about Templars. And they all came together. It's a bit like Rogue. That's my inspiration. My inspiration for the, that a lot of this plot is based on the mo- probably the most underrated Assassin's Creed game, that is Rogue. It's one that it, it is completely overlooked every time. You, yeah. I've, I don't, as I said to James before recording when you wasn't here, I blame Unity coming out at the same time with all the bugs out at yeah. launch. That overshadowed this little game that was the last, last gen Assassin's Creed game. And uh, it probably would have been if Unity was good. It probably would have been well done as well. Because obviously, the end of Rogue goes into Unity. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, that's why I don't get why. It's, I think as well the reason why it's overlooked the fact that it was a small game, obviously for starters. Yeah. And the fact it was the last last gem, one that no one really gives a shit about. Yeah. Whereas obviously Unity was the first Xbox One, PS4 one, which I think that's why it was sort of overlooked. And I don't think it helped. It came at the same time. They pretty much came out like simultaneously, which never helps its chances whatsoever. But I think it's underrated. I really enjoyed it, and my story is helped by that game. So yeah, uh, this group basically released the exact same day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That didn't help at all. So you overshadowed it exactly because it was it was the new gen. That was the issue instantly. It wasn't that obviously it was just that it was full of glitches day one. It was because of that that. This was new gen. No one gave a shit yeah. about last gen at that point. And also the graphics, like for Unity, as shit as game Unity was, it did look good. Exactly. So it, and also the graphics for Rogue wasn't. It was ba- Rogue's graphics were basically like Black Flag style graphics. Yeah. Whereas Unity good, was new. Exactly. Awesome. Obviously, that was like an issue straight away, going to be overshadowed. But yeah, so yeah, this this Rogue group basically going to hide and whatnot. And try and base they, their goal is to find the pieces of Eden and take them before like the assassins and Templars find them and hide them where they can't find them because obviously they're all all these groups are using the same sort of DNA strands to track down the pieces of Eden. But like obviously with Desmond, they used Desmond in the first game to track the piece of Eden, and obviously all the other games used the same thing, didn't they? And yeah. basically these this group just want obviously want to get there first, take it, and hide it, so then they can't use DNA sh- strands of former assassins to get it now. Obviously, they could in the future if they found like, the DNA strands of these ones. They could probably fucking find it then, but again, they could just hide it again for years to come. That, that is their sort of end goal of this. And the first, uh, so the first series will focus out of Animus on her having flashbacks to when she was with the assassins and basically witnessing like things that made her go, wait, are these actually good guys or bad guys? And yeah. obviously, as I say, in Animus, she'll be 
basically assassin will be trying to just get the piece of Eden more. You know, murdering the Templars and bad guys along the way. But then series two of my idea would basically pick up straight after the ending of series one. So series one would end on a cliffhanger in the animus. And series two would pick up straight after that cliffhanger. So basically, all the actions in the first uh, one. I sort of came up with this idea for that, thanks to playing a lot of Telltale games recently and games where every action has a consequence in a sense. Mm. So the idea is all these kills and that, obviously it happened in Salem, where the witch trials were. Because that's the whole plot of this whole thing is the setting is the Salem witch trials. And they saw all these murders only started happening when this new family came in, which is obviously the family of this assassin. And they put the blame solely on that and they put it to witchcraft because how like, badly the bodies were when they found them. And obviously at the end of this, they tr- basically torch the entire house that her family lives in. Obviously killing the whole family, of course. And that's badly burning like her arms and that. And series two would then follow her out for anger. The fact that no, none of the creed actually helped her. They just let it happen. They didn't stand by her as a brotherhood to save her or her family. They just essentially let these witch trial hunters kill them so they couldn't obviously affect the creed. And obviously this series would follow her trying to get revenge and going after everyone that basically was involved in this basically arson thing. And basically it would showcase her assassinating all of them and Go dog as well. <laughs> I have and he's definitely me at the moment um, <laughs> well, you never know there could be dogs in it but um, yeah so it would focus on basically her trying to kill and whatnot, and basically essentially leaving the assassins behind but still utilising the skill she learned as an assassin to get rid of said obviously villain well villainous people that basically don't understand reality and think witches are real. Yeah. <laughs> and then series three obviously would focus so on she's, she's still going after like the the witch hunters that are actively carrying out the burnings, but she's also going after her former brothers and brotherhood for abandoning her leaving her for the dead was I uh, Series two wouldn't focus on her going after the assassins. Series two focuses just on her going after the um bag uh, the base of the tr- witch hunters. Right. But series the three the creed or No, no, this is on her own back. She's she's left the creed by this point. She's angry at the creed for not standing by and mm. saving her family. So series three basically then would pick up with the creed going after her for her actions of killing civilians. Ah, right. Got it you. would focus on basically them hunting her down and trying to kill her. So basically she has to fight back against them while also going after the last piece of Eden before they get it. So basically that is essentially her joining the Templar Order now. She's sort of become more Templar than Assassin by this point. I'm not 100% sure yet if she's going to become a... Templar, but the plan maybe is to eventually lead her into that thing, which is obviously how the Templars would get her a, a, a DNA strand. 
The assassins right. would have it for the fact she was former assassin. The Templars would have it because she was former Templar. But obviously, each series has their own flashbacks. The series one, as I said, was her as an assassin in obviously the modern time. Series two would focus on uh, the main protagonist becoming a Templar. So she actually, the one in the real life, actually becomes a Templar after assassin. She joins their group, and again, she's the exact same sort of thing as the assassins, which is why she leaves. Whereas series three focuses on flashbacks of basically leading up to the first episode of series one. So it's focused on her finding this new group and then basically coming together to essentially become this new sort of assassin Templar group that basically their goal is just to hide the pieces of Eden from both sides to stop both sides using it because both so obviously Templars want to use it to, for world order whereas assassins they just want to control the pieces so they don't want them to do that because of how dangerous the pieces are you know what I mean because if you look at Rogue one of the missions in that is to do I think it was Haiti where the piece of Eden causes a massive earthquake which kills thousands of people or hundreds of of people I can't remember and obviously that was the assassin's fault they went after it they caused it so something like that will happen in basically the modern timeline in this somewhat similar which is obviously why she would then switch allegiances to Templars but she'd yeah. witnessed then first hand the creed was right about the Templars they are bad and then obviously eventually she'd stumble across this rogue group that have also split from both sides and then yeah. they form their own essentially creed <laughs> so as long as the assassins are actively seeking the pieces disasters will strike and innocent uh, people will be either severely injured or killed and if the Templars get it then say goodbye to free will. Basically yes that is sort of my sparring of this and obviously as I said the whole series essentially just comes full circle with the fact that obviously series 3 focuses on flashbacks to the first before the first series so it essentially leads up to the first series. Right and so how how does this other creed actively seeking the pieces as the assassins are how is what they're doing different to the assassins because if they're both seeking the pieces then do the pieces of Eden know oh it's okay it's it's like a middle ground um, creed so we're not going to cause a major earthquake or is it, isn't it just going to be the same case where oh this person's seeking me out time to split the earth into well it's in the sense of is you obviously if you don't fuck up with the the, uh, the piece, because obviously in the Rogue, I can't remember what they did, but they fucked up, and it caused the earthquake to happen. And obviously just destroyed everything and killed everyone and whatnot. So obviously, essentially, they're just trying to be more careful. Right. Essentially, they, they don't see it as what is actually, obviously, they don't see it as, oh, uh, it was just an accident. They see it as, they just killed like thousands of people. They, mm. they can't, be allowed to get any more pieces because that could happen again. So it's sort of like their minds are saying they're bad, but reality is they know deep down they're not, if you know what I mean. It's like you're basically showing what's bad about both sides and putting them together. The idea of yeah, essentially rejecting each the cause is each side's done, but yet they're still kind of hypocritical. Like, even even this new 
so not correct either. It's not like yin and yang. The Essentially, idea, yeah. You need both. Yes. Essentially, yeah. Uh, well, I've, I found like a quick summary of the uh, 1751 Port-au-Prince earthquake. Um, it was followed by sea wave. The earthquake was caused by the defense mechanism of an Isu site, which was triggered by the assassin Ben Dredit. Sorry, I can't pronounce things on a normal day. Uh, who was sent to explore the site on the orders of his mentor. While Vendridi attempted to make his escape, he was a trapped trap by falling debris and killed by the Templar Lawrence Washington. So yeah, it was their triggering of a defense mechanism on the site that caused the earthquake and subsequent... I want to say tsunami, but it just says sea wave, and I haven't touched anything in related to geography in years, so... Like a sequel, kind of yeah, essentially. I also forgot to say in the third series as well, as well as the flashbacks in the modern day. Uh, obviously, the Templars have got because obviously in series two, the group have to go to Salem for the, a bit like in uh, AC Brotherhood when they had to go to Spain to hide out from the Templars since they attacked them, <laughs> and they go into basically a part of Ezio's history, the mansion of his uncle, to get more detail and whatnot. Yes. I forgot to say series two of this goes to Salem because obviously they got attacked by assassins not Templars. Assassins came after them at their hideout and they had to fend them off and then they had to flee to Salem and basically the whole second one is set pretty much both past and present is set in Salem. Whereas series three because series two sort of has the Templars at the end find them in Salem and series three focuses on the Templars going after them and basically them have to barricade themselves in from the Templars, but the assassins obviously also turn up. So basically it's a war between assassins and Templars. And obviously this side's stuck in the middle, trying to essentially hide this piece of Eden, but obviously I, it's kind of spoilery if I say this, but I have like one of the main characters who you think's good the entire time. Uh, when he gets the piece of Eden, he just lets it get to his head and basically tries to essentially be go back to his old Templar ways of wanting to control hmm. mankind, obviously then forcing her to go back to her old assassin's days of taking him out <laughs> and essentially then realising that no one can be trusted but herself and obviously she then probably go on by herself yep. or maybe she'd die at the end, who knows I don't even know, I haven't thought that far ahead <laughs> I have not thought that I... far I personally quite like the uh, the ground you're trying to cover. I like that idea of you know past experiences shaping someone to the point where maybe something they believed in before and was to the point where they were willing to put their life down for it. They've now come to question it. So then they go to see the other side and like, well, this is just as bad. And then they find that uh, that that middle ground, not necessarily Swiss neutrality. Said the yin and yang, kind of. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole yin and the yang thing that you can constantly go back to and refer and refer to. Um, and and I, I'm always all for like a good. Uh, is it like anti-hero? You know those ones that yeah, like Deadpool one, sort of thing. Yeah. 
thinking more seriously than haha yeah i've been cut in half um not that i can think of any examples off the top of my head right now <laughs> yeah I, I i i really do like that whole oh you know one day they're fighting along the side of the good guys uh and then the next they're stabbing them in the shins um so yeah i think and there's probably that that good connection with the uh time period you're going for in the uh in the salem witch hunts um yeah the main point there was that i like your uh the whole anti-hero tried both sides um find what's important to yourself i guess yeah okay because obviously the whole point is balance because like you can't if chaos is just chaos then it's big things get destroyed and obviously we just order then there's no free will but you need both you need a balance of the assassins and the templars cena is is there a dog in your timeline as well yes (laughs) yeah there is a dog in my timeline as well it's not a dog but you know without that i guess that is like a very like is it like a core idea to assassin's creed the fact that yeah Without the the assassins, there is there is just order, and without the Templars, there is just chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah yin and yang. Assassins, the assassins, like they represent chaos, and Templars represent order. So there's like the mix. And that's the whole the whole point is it's them battling. So, yeah. But yeah, that's, that, that's that's my idea. That's my idea. Okay. Falling through. Right. Th- thumbs up. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, the floor. Right. Well, my like idea, my what I would like is a pretty, to like about a six series like show because the idea is each series is set in a different like era, but the modern timeline is the same protagonist. Because she's re- like, like with Desmond, who's related to all of them. So is like this protagonist. She's, I'll, I'll t- the main protagonist I want to be played by Karen Gillan because it's Karen Gillan. Yeah, I respect that choice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea that I had picked. Because obviously, like the main, the last like series, like protagonist is Scottish, so the, it makes sense her being related to a Scottish person, so she being Scottish. And Karen Gillan is Karen Gillan, so you know, perfect choice. Oh, yeah. See the of like, of course, that's yeah. who that is. <laughs> Amy Pond. Mm-hmm. The first um, like serious idea I had, I want like Joe the games. They're going for this the origins of the assassins and Templar kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to like jump on that bandwagon, and the idea is it follows. Some continuity from the games, like the Cult of Odyssey and stuff like that. I want to do like expand expand on that more and do the origins of them, but like actually show them forming. The first series is all about the Roman invasion of of England. Jumping across the pond, are we? Yeah, and like the idea is the um, assassin side before they became the assassins. 
is represented by Boudica and Romans being the like Templar stuff. The idea is that cult from Odyssey is the reason why the Roman Empire existed, why they gained so much power. That's the idea I have. And by this time, like 60 AD, the idea is they invade Britain, like England at the time, because they want a specific sort of precursor object like the, to the thing because like, obviously they don't want to do like this simple piece of eden kind of thing like from the old game or to do more the new game they're doing whereas like the odyssey you've got the spear of leonidas which is basically a precursor object but it's one you, you start off with i want the idea of the main character has this like precursor object this special piece of eden kind of thing it's um, the idea of like a talk, which is like a like a necklace kind of thing. The idea is that talk gives the like wearer this sort of powerful, like like sort of Captain America kind of strength, like fat reflexes and stuff like that. Pretty simple. It makes them like powerful leaders. Makes super soldiers, basically. Yeah, basically, and obviously the Roman, the cult behind the Roman Empire want that talk but it's currently in the hands of Boudicca the idea is the main like protagonist like in the inside of the animus the one that we're the assassin that we're following is Boudicca's daughter and obviously when like the idea is Boudicca obviously is this powerful force that Romans are losing against constantly the idea is they use her daughter this fictional daughter against her reason why she gets caught now the whole idea of they gain the talk but obviously Boudicca knows it needs to be in like her like th- their family hands the idea is their like bloodline have been the guardians of it the idea of Boudicca's daughter which I don't really have a name for yet I can't be asked to think of a name but the idea is she like Boudicca's daughter uh, young so she got she'd been told to like take it from them so Boudicca poisons herself to distract the guards so that her daughter can escape with the talk and it will follow like it will skip then like like 10 or like 10 or 20 years or so following her again now sort of on the run in this new Roman Empire England mm-hmm. and it will Sort of follow her going through all, like, trying to break Roman free and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't thought of each interval episode. Yeah, like I only thought of this like today while in the shower. So you know, <laughs> the usual. Where the best ideas come from. <laughs> Where most of my ideas come from. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like like the last episode of the first series. It sets the seeds for the fall of the Roman Empire. And obviously, the talk never gets in the Romans' hands. That's the, that, the idea, because like in the like in the like uh, modern day like timeline, it's the main protagonist who's trying to find this talk. Like classic Assassin's Creed, you know, both you're trying to find the talk to so you, the like pick up objects. You're following what the assassin does. And the idea is 
the boat like the assassin like finds a way to hide it and the in the modern day obviously you try person trying to find it as well yeah in the modern timeline they don't get it that she finds it but it gets taken off her she's gone to the second series but the first series that the main assassin will hide it away mm-hmm. but it still ultimately doesn't really manage to free England so they both fail in a way oh okay the idea is like, like still it sets the seeds for the fall of the Roman Empire but mm-hmm. it doesn't actually do it straight away if you know what I mean yeah yeah building it yeah those it will lead to the second series. The, the questions yeah. on my mind are like, so with the Roman Empire being banked by like this cult, so would that mean that like this cult is like maybe say like a majority of the of the Roman Senate? Are we, are we yeah. talking like that level of influence, or is yes. it just specific? We're talk- <laughs> talking like um, do you know in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, where the whole point is that they got king and they got Wormtail's the one, well, Wormtongue, whatever his name is, is the one causing Wormtail. Yeah, <laughs> that's Harry Potter. Wormtongue, <laughs> the one who's like causing the king to do all this stuff because he's the one whispering in his ear. Yeah, that sort of idea where it's not the emperor isn't actually part of the cult, but his advisors and like people uh, around okay. them, yeah, yeah, are the ones pushing his cabinet. This ideal, sort of thing, yeah. Right? Um, what was, what was your, oh yeah, um, so which, right, right, this, when the Romans first show up, are, are they also then influencing Boudicca's daughter to get to the, the Took, was it you said? Or, Talk, talk that's it, thank you, I have been listening. Um, <laughs> I am half asleep though. Um, I'll be all. <laughs> it's a Saturday. Um, sorry for dating this. <laughs> so, like, are the Romans influencing her, or is she entirely on Boudicca's? What, what's the relationship there between the the assassin woman Boudicca and the Romans? Well, the idea is like her daughter is trying to fight against the Romans, right? But no matter what, you know, she's got the talk and she's got these, like, he's making her stronger and faster than any of them. Yeah. The Romans are still managing to win. That's the idea. Like, no matter okay. what she does, she still can't quite break their control. Okay, right. For some reason, when you were first going through it, I had it in my head that the Romans were influencing no. this to get to Boudicca, to get to the Tuk. The idea is they used at the start, like they used like her to capture Boudicca. Right. But okay. like that's like this start, like first kind of episode kind of thing, setting up her lineage. That's when she's a young kid. Yeah. But the main focus will be when she's older. The Romans are still trying to capture her, basically. Okay. Where she's trying to free England, free her tribe, basically, hmm. from their control. But doesn't. Makes progress but doesn't fully succeed is where yeah. you want to leave it off. On the first yeah. Time. Okay. Okay. You know, that will like be paralleled with the main 
like protagonist and the real like in modern day mm-hmm. who managed to succeed finding the talk but then loses it to the mm-hmm. templars so it's that it's that very quick subversion of expectations where you're, st- you're making everything look like it's coming to a really happy nice conclusion and then oh no i've been stabbed yeah basically whereas england isn't well, the tribe and the celtic yeah. people aren't freed from the Romans' control and your modern day character trips and loses the the toque in the drain and then starts here <laughs> they all float down here um, getting more uh into the it's kind of character there <laughs> I, I want to know. I, I was listening to you. I, I decided in the background to try and come up with my own sort of a cast, like act, like the actress in the main role. Since obviously you had yours, I was like, shit, I could do with one there to be fair. So while you was doing all that, I was kind of like ideas for people in the background. And uh, googling your your favorite. Uh, oh no! I just, go- just googled actresses. list of American actresses, and I came up with three choices. I came up with um, one that would be sort of in the line of. Black Flag style of it's not an actual direct descendant. It's just like someone who has the DNA strand. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Which would be someone like uh, Charlize Theron from Mad Max Fury Road. The fact that she's badass as anything, mm. I think she'd do a good job. Uh, another one, which obviously is a Yank, would be uh, Jamie Alexander from Four, Four and Four Dark Worlds. They played uh, Lady Sif, was it? Yeah. And she the la- the last one. Which would bring a, a subplot of a racial element to it, which could be why another reason they targeted that family in the past would be uh, Zoe Saldana, because she's also his badass from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, she'd work. Those are the ones I came uh, up with. Those are my cast choices. Go back like to yours. We, <laughs> I like how we've all gone for Marvel. Well, me and you have gone for Marvel character, like actresses. I just think, I just think those three are badass women that fit the role easily. Yeah. Yeah, you can carry on with yours. <laughs> I agree. I'm yeah. But in the like the whole point of the second series, it'll pick up on a completely different era. Same protagonist, but in a different era, going more for the Battle of Hastings. Because obviously, the whole point is obviously the um, like precursor to the Order, but before they became the Templars, they've still kind of got control of England. Not fully. Obviously, the whole point of the Battle of Hastings was it was this king's died, and the new king of England was Harold. I think he was. He, the idea, in my idea, he's going to be a part of that like order, that cult. And I want to do like they sort of put it on the battle because obviously in the game, the new game, Mount Valhalla, is about the Norse on the Viking side. And that was the thing that happened during Battle of Hastings was the Vikings were attacking. So that was the idea of that their ancestors of the assassin in Valhalla is the ones that like are fighting. And they're not trying to invade England to take control like before. The idea is they're invade, invading to beat the cult. And as well, you got the Normans who were like, I want to fight. So let's join you here as well. That's the idea. Like, it's the two. You actually have got the assassin side with the Norse, but you've got the Normans just wanting to 
you know, do what they want to do and take and have a nice little. Well, especially when he wants to be a king, like real life, basically. Right. That's the idea, and it will follow an ancestor from the like Boudicca's daughter, who like managed to pass on the legacy, but of protecting that talk again. So obviously they the talk obviously is hidden away, so it won't actually be used anymore. But it will be the idea of they're still trying to they're the last like living person that knows where it is. They they pass like the location on to their like descendants. And it'll be like the Harold is like trying to hunt her down or I, I think I think he may be doing it him actually. Second series, not go just girl, girl, girl. Do for a little mix into it. Second one will be here, if I remember correctly. Uh, and third series will yeah. be a, a uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. get a joke. <laughs> I I was talking to James about Valhalla and I say there's three options for choices. So you got male, female, and James goes, What's the third option? Attack helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's male and female, you can ch- jump between them. Ah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not a good uh, judge on Valhalla yet because I only played 45 minutes as of this point of recording. But uh, as of 45 minutes, I think including that in a, a series would be a good call for the fact that A, it's the most recent game, and B, Vikings are cool. That's true. That's true. Also, that- um, how many uh, seasons did you say you mapped out? Six, was it? Six. Uh, you're on series two right now, right? I know, yeah. Have you mapped out actually all six seasons? I know where they're set, not oh. the full story. Oh, oh okay. I know where set. okay, okay. Continue. Yeah, so a... I don't really know what happened for the second series. I didn't think that far into it, but the whole point is the show will no, get cold at that point. The Battle of, the Battle of Hastings happens. Uh, Harold loses. William the Conqueror wins. Blah blah blah. The Normans in my in this one help defeat. Um, Harold and like, well, our work is done. The the cult's finished. They're thinking he's the last head of the cult, and go on their separate way. And then it's revealed that, like in the Romans, William's advisor happens to be a member of the cult. Seems like in your universe, you can't trust any advisor. Yeah, Pretty much. That does that's sound like that. That's the point. I know you can't the trust cult. me. I'm Hayden's advisor. Kill James. <laughs> the whole point is the cult. Like they're like cockroaches. No matter what you do, they still can't end up appearing. Okay. Which is what leads them to become the Templars. By that you mean the cult are advisors to every head of every state. <laughs> to be fair, that that, that, that yeah. does sound like sort of how I think his origins was. With yeah. the sense that the cult was pretty much just like obviously Odyssey, the cult was like far stretching, but obviously origins of the fact that at one point, uh, Bayek uh, befriends, well, sort of aligns himself with uh, Cleopatra and yeah. uh, Caesar, and eventually they both turn out to be sort of a part of this cult. They're bad, oh. essentially. And see what, see, like, uh, you mean like you mean like sort of like that, like in the sense that yes. you literally can't trust anyone. Like these are people that are high figures in like power, yeah. and 
he obviously trusts them because obviously Cleopatra is the queen of Egypt, so he trusts her because yeah. she's like his queen. And Caesar, yeah. the queen trusted him, so she each bike could trust him. But then obviously they both turn out to be bad. So basically, he yeah. essentially can't trust anyone but himself. And I can't remember her name. Um, the uh, female assassin origins, the one who's his wife, I think it was. Google, Google me. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what I'm going with. The idea of you can't really trust anyone, and it's like the idea of again, no matter what, the assassins keep on losing. Okay. Like, even if they succeed, they still keep on losing, and the cult keeps on surviving. And then the third series is when the like Templar and assassin orders they get established, and they when they properly become. I was thinking it might establish it. Like timelines, I don't really know much timeline wise if this is good for continuity, but the idea is during the like King John, if I remember correctly, did the whole the Magna Carta thing. I was thinking maybe that during that time, the third series, that's when it gets established. The Templar gets established order at the end of it when the Magna Carta happens. That's the idea, like the idea is you're following assassin protagonists as they're going helping like the people and they create the order to help like defeat this reigning where the command of the the king was quite trying tyranty kind of like person that's why they created the magna carta to restrain like their rule that's the idea of that was part of the creed They, they were formed to stop stuff like that, to like help the create the Magna Carta, and that sort of spread across the world. Like it's obviously it spread across to Spain and stuff, establishing Altair and Ezio, and establishing all the, the, the creed all over countries. Basically, mate. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. By the way, I've only just found it. Who is that, James? Uh, Bayok's wife, Aya. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A-Y-A. Thanks, good go. Yeah, but in, in love, because their defeat in stopping the assassins, that's what caused the cult to become Templars. Okay. They were formed to control this chaotic element that is the cream. It's the idea of they're both created to stop each other. I so, wanted that to, like, so, follow one. So essentially, the bit obviously when you said it, it goes around is like yeah. sort of sets up basically the other assassins like Altier, Ezio, so and so, all the other countries. Essentially, that is officially making the games canon. Oh yeah, with this universe, which it should be. I might add, it's games are canon in my universe as well. I'm yeah, because you know you got to keep the games canon because that's the 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 better story, best overall stories, the games. They always continue yeah. from the last one, so I like that. I'm liking this. Where well, it's I would do, so, do something different to what The Witcher did because The Witcher put was like it was changing the way the games worked. And Since it, of, yeah, but that was because they yeah. did the, more the book in there. That's show. Yeah, that's why. So for like this, I wanted it to be based more on the games and a bit a lot of what I think of the film failed in some areas. So I wanted to at least establish that continuity with the games. So that gets the nerds who love the get tested game, like you, Tom, okay. all happy because, like, you know, oh, 
oh, I know how to, I know Ezio. Honestly, I, d- I do own it. every single game at least yeah. twice. <laughs> <laughs> I own, uh, actually, the only one I don't own twice, I believe, is the first game. Because that oh, yeah. they only made the on like 360 and that they never like remastered yeah. it. I only <laughs> own it on 360, but I mean, Ezio, they've remastered that, didn't they, in the Ezio collection? I own all three of them on 360, and all three of them on PS4. Uh, Black Flag, uh, I've got on fucking both console and PC. Assassin's Creed 3, I've got it on both. Technically speaking, I own Assassin's Creed 3 three times, ironically. <laughs> I own it on PC, uh, fucking Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Well, they definitely did make the original on PS3. Well, yeah. The first That's one. definitely what I played it on. Yeah, PS3 and Xbox 360. They never did it any further than that, though. They've never remastered it or anything. Which is a shame, because I enjoyed that, apart from, you know, no swimming. I mean, that's what I'm going to say, Tom. I'm surprised you haven't got Black Flag on your Samsung smart fridge when you get one. Oh, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to have that there. When I go and get, when I go and get the, uh, the ice out of the fridge, the thing, the thing where you put your... Yeah. Yeah, the, they have the ice machines on the fridges and freezers and that. I'm, I'm going to have it... When I go and get them, my ice from my drink, I'm just going to be playing Black Flag real quick. <laughs> shooting some pirates while having me a nice cold <laughs> glass of ice. Sea <laughs> uh, oh yes, I love I love my fr- every time I open the fridge door, I love it to play some sea shanties. Yes, James, I love that. Buy me that for Christmas. <laughs> I just remembered as well. Something I forgot to mention for the first series. Yes, Do you know how like in the games, like you got you can get an animal companion. Uh, That's going. It was like in Odyssey and stuff that like he could like tame a tiger or something, a lion or something. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know. I ha- yeah, in the first series, the protagonist is she gonna have a uh, a wolf? I thought. At first, I thought you meant the idea of the fact that Origins Odyssey. I think it was Origins that did it first, and obviously yeah. Valhalla have the bird companion that you can obviously do the division yeah. by. I thought you meant like that at first. Oh. She'll have that as well. But... You can get a wolf in Valhalla. Yeah, you can ride a wolf. Yeah. I, the, the idea of that That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to have like a wolf sort of pet. Because the it... idea is the talk makes her like aggressive and animalistic. So it's like a wolf. And that's the, the idea. Like they call her like the red wolf or something. Okay. Yeah. But then there to the. Yeah. Come the, on. The, the fourth series. We're almost done. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I, want, I wanted to base it around the uh, the War of the Roses. No, that was going to be a bit obvious. One side is going to be the Assassins and one side is going to be the Templars. A bit obvious there, but <laughs> I, I wanted to at least have that sort of, that's like their first major conflict when they actually had a war. Okay. I wanted that, yeah. But I really, I haven't thought of much for plot-wise though for that bit, so. Fair enough. That's the setting I would want it. Then the fourth so one would be. Is it as black as white as, uh, like, one side where assassins versus Templars, like say like the assassins are Lancaster and the Templars are York? Yeah. Is that is that how clear cut? It's not going to be like it's going to look like it is, but like it'll turn out that one of the advisors is part of the. <laughs> Not again! Wasn't War of the Roses uh, Richard III, right? Correct. Remember correctly. Uh, Ask Google. Google will find it for you. It might not be. I'm probably remembering wrong. So ask the real Google. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, I found... Yeah, Richard III, he's here. 
Well, uh, the idea is everyone thinks Richard the Third is bad guy, where it turns out he was like actually wasn't that bad. That's the idea I want to work on. Like the idea that everyone like was thought he was part of the Templars, but he never was at all. He was completely innocent. That's the idea of like not, not even his advisors were part of the Templars. It was just like the cult. But the Templars pushed like the war, but no one like actually like the advisor actually part of it. So everyone that the Tessas killed were kind of innocent. Mm-hmm. It's just the war itself was caused <laughs> so by the Templars. Just, can I just interject? I was reading through the Wikipedia article yeah. and all I'm seeing is uh deposed, 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 yeah. deposed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally like anyone could have just walked into London, knocked on the door and gone, Hey, uh I'm king now. Yeah, welcome to England. <laughs> yes, hello, it is me, the king. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. now he's part of the car park. <laughs> okay, so what what's your next setting then? Yeah, so it moves on to one of the war the roses to um, which which probably... series is this now? Is it series five? Was it? This is series five. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, wait a minute. You said series four uh, for the War of the Roses. Yeah, series four for the War of the Roses. It says five. Okay, so series se- series up. one was uh, Roman invasion. Roman invasion. Series two was yeah. Battle of Hastings. Battle of Hastings. Series three is uh, series three was the Magna Carta. Magna Carta. Series four, yeah. War of the Roses. Yes. Series five. Yeah. Okay. There's five. It's probably going to be the best one yet because it's going to be all about King Henry VIII. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to do one about King Henry VIII, you know. The Don't idea, you know, when he created um, the Church of England, it's going to be that sort of the sort of war between Protestants and between the, the, Catholics. the, yeah, the Catholics and the Protestants, that's the word. And it's sort of that sort of hostility to each, each other. Be less of like a big war kind of one, more of a political kind of yeah, series. Like more political. Yeah, but it will. It won't be just like Henry VIII. That it will follow each of the Tudor royalty. So it will also be like Mary and Elizabeth as well. Okay. Or follow them. Okay. Well, yeah. that one, that one's more clear cut because Mary. Oh yeah, was yeah. Catholic and yeah Elizabeth. Was Protestant. Wow, I am. I am actually remembering something from my level history. <laughs> yeah, um, but with Henry you're a VIII, nerd. thank yeah. you. His his church was kind of like its own. Th- it, it was more uh, the Anglican yeah. religion than it was just straight up Protestantism. Yeah. So it was crazy. He took the Protestant ideals, like oh, you can, mm. we can do a horse now. It's fine, but didn't believe any of it. Because it's Henry VIII. He just wanted just to... Just because uh, he wanted to divorce his wife, basically. Like, he just wanted, yeah, quick, he just wanted a quick shag, a son, and he well, just it was, So yeah. he... It was, it was just... It wasn't just that. It was basically just give more control to him as the yeah. uh, as the monarch. So are you going for more of a sense of what Thomas was going for in those three sides? Or are you looking to focus more on the straight-up divide between Catholics and Protestants, even though Henry VIII's church wasn't yeah. necessarily yeah. straight-up Protestant. Well, the idea of like that simple act caused this little rift between the religions. 
right. sides of Christianity. And I wanted like the idea of both the um, Templars and the um, Assassins are trying to fix this rift, but like they're not working together. It's more like they're trying to do the same thing, but they're against each other at the same time because they both mm. are doing a different way of doing it. Templars want to just control everyone in the same like side of religion, whereas the Assassins want to have sort of give everyone the right to believe what they want to believe, but not in a way that causes violence and stuff. Yeah, we say that, but oops, my finger slipped and now you're on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that will follow that. Because the idea is it's going to be the same. It's going to be quite, it's not off young in like in the eighth era. When he goes to like Mary and Elizabeth, she, she, like, it will be a shame. She'll get a lot more like older, a lot more knowledgeable in this sort of thing. Basically, you'll see her. Yeah. yeah. The idea you'll see her like her look out the whole situation change. Are you throwing uh, Spain into this? Yes, I am. I'm having the the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, Because I was going to say, Spain is quite well, they are very heavily involved in this time period because Mary literally marries the then then King of Spain, not that I remember his name. And that that reminded me of how funny I found it the fact that. uh, on the day of Mary's wedding to the then King of Spain, it was told that he he came to England for for the for the wedding, and it was said that it was a typical English day. It was pouring down with rain. It was dark. It was miserable, and that is hilarious to me. It's like, yes, hello, welcome to England. <laughs> it's a shithole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, we're going to beat you up in about three years. Have fun with that. <laughs> but yes, um, that's correct. Thank yeah, you. I will be having the Spanish Inquisition. In. The Spanish, like, their, like, side, the, um, the whole, like, because there was a whole fight between, like, Elizabeth and Spanish, but, like, the, 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 the lot of sea battles. So it's that'll be established. Almost entirely sea battles. There was yes. very little actual land fighting between the two. Yeah, it was mostly fire ships. Let's set fire to their the barrels, <laughs> pretty much. Let's uh, just send fire at them and see what happens. Yes, that's pretty much it. Okay. And then the last series will be a a free. It'll be a lot quite mixed. It's set. Be mostly set during World War Two, but there will be some like other story stories into it. The myth like flashes to the, the Stuart era. We've got the whole the the English like witch trials as well as so so the... essentially a sort of animus type glitch series. Like yes, it might keep glitching well, this between timelines. It's not. Yeah, it hasn't got the DNA exactly. It just keeps jumping for some reason. Yeah, basically, okay. it's the whole point of that like, in the. Like modern day, they're trying to fix this glitch, and okay. it will flitch between them. But it'll throw little like story. But it turns out all these like references you'll see in like the last series all come to this like one conclusion okay. to find this piece of Eden kind of item that's like going to be similar it's... to the talk. Oh, okay, similar. I was I was about to ask. Is yeah. the talk? The talk will be involved. A as continuous well. point through all of yes. this. 
Doug okay. Talk will be like, a part of it. And it will still be that, like, the un- underlying, like, part of it will be trying to find the talk. But because at this point in time, the Templars are established for the Peace of Eden as more, like, a thing that they're after. But in the modern day, they'll be more involved with the talk. Hmm. In each so I find it funny that you tend to find these animus glitches yeah. in more modern day, whereas, oh, yeah... 7,000 years ago. Oh yeah, we've got it down to a down to a T. Like it's perfect. <laughs> uh but 20 years ago, ooh, that bit of history is a bit dodgy. Yeah. We don't we don't have that on record. To be fair though, like you've got to understand DNA it does like decay after a while. So it's understandable. Okay. To say the least. Yeah, yeah the, the more I the more I wear these jeans. Yeah. The more you wear the same <laughs> pants every day. James, change your pants. <laughs> you can't uh, make me. I know from last I fucking well, can. I've never known comfort like these. <laughs> but in last years, it will also like the little flashback as well to the like the creation of humanity as well. A bit of the whole point is these like uh, precursor people. I can't remember the names. You uh, Jupiter. Those ones. The the race that they're called. Yeah, Jupiter. I think one the one was called. Uh, the one, the women, the ones that Desmond interacted with, the one that essentially killed Desmond. Uh, I don't know, and from our inside intel, she is in a conversation. What? Um, Hold on, I'll ask Google. Not you, Google. (laughs) I'll ask the actual Google. Google it, Google it. Hey, Google. Who are the uh, precursor race in Assassin's Creed? No, not bird precursor <laughs> racing. No, I didn't say bird <laughs> precursor. God damn it, Google! I can't remember the names. Hold on, it's it's telling me a bird precursor. <laughs> hey, Google, who are the precursor race in Assassin's? Okay, indeed. How can I help? I just. Ah! Oh, Assassin's Creed precursor race. Yeah. The Isu. Isu, that's it. Also known as the first civilization and those who yeah. came before, classified as Homo sapiens, Divinus, or the precursors. Yeah. An ancient and uh, advanced species of humanoid beings on Earth who created the pieces of Eden, as well as the human race itself in the Assassin's Creed video game series. Yeah, basically. It's, it's all... I'm pretty certain one of them is called Jupiter, though. Yeah. They're all based off, like, we got, like, Poseidon's Poseid one. You, you know what I mean? So there are. There will be a flashback to like. This book doesn't creation. have any answers. Because obviously, if you can follow DNA, you could go back so far that it will you'll find the creation of humanity. So that one of the glitches it shows that, which obviously helps the like protagonist sort of understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so in Assassin's Creed Three, one of the members Juno is the right, robot. Calm down. In the Grand Temple by Minerva and Jupiter for her crimes against her own kind and humanity. Can you reset re- yeah. again, robot? I roboted. <laughs> you roboted. <laughs> in Assassin's Creed Three, one of their members Juno is the primary antagonist to Desmond Miles. She was imprisoned in the Grand Temple by Minerva, Minerva sorry, and Jupiter for her crimes against her own kind and humanity. Thank you, Nome Robot. Thank you, Internet. 
Thanks, Virgin Media. <laughs> Pricks. Uh, uh. Yeah, and that'll be the whole setup. But in the the main like timeline for six is the modern era and World War Two. Because you know, one near World War Two and constant glitches. Like, yeah, glitches oh. and and weird occurrings linking back to like both the original like monkey people and yeah. events that have already occurred within the series. Yeah. And that'll all like sort of lead up to this main thing that I don't I haven't thought of yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> but... kind of like in the movie when with the bleeding effect, um <sighs> names forgotten. Uh, Michael Fassbender, thank you. Uh, start seeing uh, <laughs> if, like his his ancestor Ag- Aguilar outside of the Animus. Like start seeing hallucinations of him. Um, yeah. You'll start having, say, like a Roman soldier start running all of a sudden at your main character because of this glitch slash bleeding effect. Yeah, because that was probably one of the cool parts about it. Like in the film was the bleeding effect. So yeah, I was thinking something to that. Okay. The glitches and there will be a lot of like it's like it's like the last series like a lot of desyncing as well. So okay. yeah, and it'll lead up. To, obviously, also I wanted to have Hitler into it. So <laughs> of course, <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> Okay then. That seems I a... mean, can also, not. I should mention as well. The last series, the, the the main assassin protagonists are going to be uh, twins that are descendants from the Friar twins, the syndicate. Yeah. Okay. In the syndicate now. Okay. So obviously, like World War One, like one that had yeah. a little bit there was her, her daughter. Uh, great, the great. Uh, you see, he was uh, he Jacob's great. Granddaughter, I think, or something like that. Something like that. It's been, yeah. it's been a while since I played that game. Okay, it was great granddaughter, yeah. But yeah, yeah they be relatives. Yeah. And that's the last of it. That's there a decent six series idea. Yeah. <laughs> if they want to carry on, they can. Exactly. They can do certainly a a theme of the this 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 group of. English born and bred people sticking to English speaking countries with one straight up picking England and one sticking to the Americas. There's going to be some like jump different countries. Like, there's there's still going to be like bits, parts of like in like Norway and stuff. So, this is the north side. And then there's going to be the sort of Norman French kind of side during the Battle of Hastings one. Primarily. Yeah, primarily it's England because the idea is Templars, they're the most English thing ever. <laughs> Their origins have got to be set in England, at least. Okay. The whole point is obviously, there's another thing as well, as part of England is they're a mix of different, well, we're a mix of different cultures and different like races and stuff. And that's how the idea is, that's how they were formed. They're a mixed match of different parts of. Like, of part of the games and stuff where, like, they've got the bit of the 
Norse like side of the assassins versus the bit of the Greece side. Hmm. Yeah. So like how when one of our group gets an ancestry test and finds out they're three percent Swedish. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> and it's not like they spent two hundred quid. Anyways, <laughs> a joke that's going to get someone annoyed at me aside. Yeah, it's not like we conquered half the world or anything. <laughs> no. And then they all got angry at us, and then we kind of gave them all their independence, and now we're kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the idea, the Templars. That's why I wanted to set most in England, because our point is. It what started off as this all oh we're like we're a mix of all these cultures there too. No your culture all part of us. You follow what we say. Order. See parallels. Okay, okay. James, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, yeah. Thumbs up for me as well. Okay. Um, for my idea, just take everything that they just said and yeah, make you it haven't... sound good. James, I'll give you an idea for you. Oh yeah. Okay, so one thing I want to touch on obviously before we finish is okay maybe they might do something based on a get the game like one of the game specifically mm-hmm. instead and for the fact that the sound and the song in the background of the teaser is clearly Ezio I feel like yeah they might and they should do uh, a whole like series a few series based on the Ezio timeline from two revelations it yeah if if it would be Ezio because it's free games they can milk it exactly, and he's I'm he's serious. obviously one of the most famous assassins there is. Yep, not, yeah. not my favorite assassin. You, you know, I'm a Kenway guy, but yeah, uh, he's still. Is, is he, did you just say really, James? I heard him whining in the background. Really, really. Quite to easy. be fair, like I remember back when uh, AC3 first came out. I can remember hearing a bit of uh, iffiness around it and the whole Kenway story. And obviously, I came from the Ezio storyline, so yeah. But well, no, I, I start gonna... I start with Altair. That was my first. Well, yeah, I also started with Altair, but obviously, there's far more to Ezio, and I probably played about well, technically two speaking, hours of the original, whereas I've it's... I never completed. Technically AC2, speaking, actually, there's... But I played far more of it, and I played Brotherhood. There's pretty. Equally as mate with the Kenway story, because it's not just one Kenway. It's spanned across essentially three games. Yeah. So you essentially Maybe got... I'm just remembering the negativity. The his his name's not Kenway, but Connor is essentially a Kenway. That's, Kenway. That's still... Hey from Kenway? Yeah. Hey from's obviously a part of Kenway. all three games. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole point is Hey from the, the Templar. Exactly. Connor's like this. Pseudo, like, not assassin, like, but it's in the middle. Yeah, he's like in becoming assassin. And the same with like Edward as well. Yeah, but obviously he chooses he neither side. He he like sort of becomes neutral, don't he? But pretty much that is similar to sort of Ezio. It's like a whole story. It's not just yeah. one game. It's a story arc of three games essentially. Yeah. Long story short, I'm an Ezio fanboy. Fight me. Okay. Like Ezio was, <laughs> was my favorite, and then Evie Fry came. And I was like, I'm in love. It's perfect. I want that. Yeah, and, you know, and then Odyssey came around, and Cassandra. We know Cassandra's not an assassin. No, neither is Alexios, and neither of them are assassins. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pre. Are. It's pre Assassin's Creed. 
they are dead. Which is why, which is why the game's not Assassin's Creed, because it's pre-Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But does your point still stand that if they were to do a Netflix oh, yeah, series, yeah. It'd be Ezio. they'd yeah. follow the Ezio storyline? Yes, yeah, they would. Because it's most popular and it's yeah. the biggest. And also, Ra- the Kenny Wade would be fun as well. Yeah, that would be, be an interesting one. But it'd be different, like, people playing each protagonist. Whereas the Ezio ones, they have the same, the same person playing the same protagonist. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be easier to like yeah, pay do. for and exactly. Do. Why not just puke money and do them all? <laughs> and then and the Kenway side just boats. So yeah, pretty much. And I think that pretty much covers <laughs> our Netflix discussion talk. Hopefully this went well. If it did, like and subscribe, and we might do another one similar. Not obviously. Dora too. <laughs> well, Alex wants to do one. You want to do one? I, I, I we'll, definitely think we'll both of your one. ideas have merits. Obviously, they'd need a lot of flushing out, oh, yeah. and not yeah. just to be Obviously, shower we... ideas. Well, mine's like, not a shower I... idea. I caught it a week ago, and then just forgot about it. And then yeah. went shit. I need to actually finish this off, and then finished it off right before we started. Mine is <laughs> Did, yeah. Mine is the, the most I've thought about. I've thought most about the first series, and the rest is like I just know where I want to be set, and that's it. I just know. I just know the setting, the character, and the overall story arc, and that's it. I don't know fine details. That's how mine went. <laughs> The only fine detail I know is I want Karen Good to play the protagonist. <laughs> it's no fine detail mine is. I fucking care with the actresses like during your bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that covers it. Yes. There are a basis to lay out for discussion and an idea and probably had no form of structure or... Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it, it literally is just throwing things at a wall and see what sticks. I mean, I was half... Half the stuff went in one ear and out. <laughs> I think uh, half of it's gone off for a tea break. Yeah. And also, uh. it's all for nothing and it'll just be Ezio. Yeah, pretty much. Long <laughs> story short. But yeah... yeah. Just let us know in the comments if you what discussion ideas you could give us. Obviously, Hayden wants to do Dora too. We'll look into that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've this has been Chat Cave podcast, not movie related. Yeah, and, and Connor, we're not talking about uh, Two Gods One Cup. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been your host, drinking Thomas Hughes. Uh, uh, I I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Oh, thanks, and James, for coming I back. I am basically Kevin Spacey. <laughs> uh, uh, the police well, are coming. We'll uh, we'll end we'll end on a Not joke. Again. We'll end on a joke from Google. Okay. Oh God. Hey Google, tell me a joke. Hello there. How can James. I be of service? Tell me a joke. <laughs> you gonna tell me a joke? Prepare to chuckle <laughs> there you go. or groan. Why did the man get fired from the calendar factory? Because he tried to take a month off. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I love how there's a boo at the end. Oh. Okay. Hey, Google, kill yourself. Okay. Google, how did say kill yourself? Because <laughs> you're a bitch. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so uh. long.